2: Oh, it feels good when it's Friday. Okay, a lot to get to. Um, I don't know if you know this, there's a border crisis. It's never really ended. Uh, It might be setting all-time records right now Mm -hmm. as we speak. Uh
3: And, you know, if the Republicans just would have got serious about this issue, yeah. we wouldn't even be here right now. This is ridiculous. Yeah, we're having another round of historically high illegal border crossings, and the brain-dead president of the United States has the nerve to blame everyone else for it. This is Joe Biden talking about it yesterday.
4: Piece of legislation introduced on my first day in office, I sent an immigration reform bill to the Congress. Oh. One that recognizes immigrants' contributions to this country. Prov- what?
3: The what? One that recognizes... What's endless? Endless? Immigrant.
4: English, mother... <laughs> Do you speak it? Speak English, Joe. <laughs> Jeepers. <laughs> 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 Provides a pathway to citizenship for dreamers, temporary status holders, farm workers, and others. We need our colleagues to act.
2: You need to close the border. It's a different issue. Anyone that pays attention knows it.
4: For decades, immigration reform has been a bipartisan in this country.
2: Unfortunately,
5: the
4: Republican congressman, of my predecessor spent four years gutting the immigration system under my predecessor. Mm. They continue to undermine our border security today, blocking bipartisan reform.
2: That is just flat-out lies.
5: Oh, it's all lies. Of course it's it 100% is. 100% lies. Dude had two years where he controlled both houses and uh, the presidency. He had two years if he really wanted Need to, to, to fix fix It was no. all by design.
2: We all know it.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. Well, and the thing is, he keeps talking about, like, some sort of immigration reform. No, that's not what the problem is right no. now. It's not an immigration law issue. That's a separate thing. This is a triage moment. This is a moment where you have an emergency of tens of thousands of people coming across the border every single day or every single week to the point where where we've had at least 7 million people since he took office crossing the border. At least. At least 7 million people. Okay. Okay. That's not about a pathway to citizenship. That's not about the number of immigration judges available. That's about this administration opening the border and being permissive when it comes to people who come across. That's because it's advantageous for the Democrats,
2: for big business, and they really don't care not only about American citizens, but the people that come across. Think about how many people have been put into human trafficking.
3: Well, yeah. Or, or how many died. women raped?
2: Died. Do they care? No. Of course not, because they've done absolutely nothing to stop it. You and they what? have the power to do it, and they refuse to because it's advantageous to oh, them. Yeah. Who would have thought we live in a time where the
5: smugglers tell the truth and the president lies? <laughs> the smugglers are like, hey, the border's open. Oh, yeah. They told the truth. This guy lied. That. Yeah absolutely unbelievable the world knows it yeah coyotes tell the truth more often than the u.s president tape at 10
2: and you've said this before david talking about this is an invasion and you see what happened over the last couple of days i don't know how you could describe it anything but an invasion
3: yeah you can't
2: you think about the history of the world and a country being invaded okay and you can't get the leaders of the country on the phone this is insanity, man.
3: Yeah, the, the mayor of Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, uh, one of the sort of ground zero areas for, these, uh, for this crisis right now, uh, he says Biden won't return its phone calls. This is Rolando Salinas.
6: Wow. I haven't heard from anybody in the administration. Uh, the president hasn't put out of the state a statement, the vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Nobody has bothered to call me, anyone in the city staff, saying, hey, this is the federal government. We know what you're going through. We're worried about you. This is our plan of action. Nothing. We're here abandoned. We're on the border. We're asking for help. This is unacceptable. Please just enforce the laws that are on the books we're a nation of laws that's all i ask for is that it it shouldn't be uh like this we should be able to enforce laws if you want dude that poor guy man what can you do you're not getting any. You're just ignored. Want to come here, good. Come legally. A lot of people have in the past. Yeah. It takes a lot of money and years to do it the right way. And it's not fair for those people that now you have thousands of people coming in without one single consequence. It's just not fair.
3: That's a catastrophe. No, no. And of course, Joe Biden's not picking up the phone and calling him. Why would he? I mean, you're looking at a town of 28,000 and a heavily Hispanic area, and we all know that Joe Biden's a racist who doesn't care about brown people. Or black people. Or black people. Anybody who's not lily white and Irish Catholic in the eyes of Joe Biden is expendable. Yes. Well, if he can gain a political edge from them, fine. But does he really care
2: about their Mm well-being? Of course not. He's proven that again and again and again. But we still have a media that will prop him up. Just Joe, good-hearted, just looking out for the best of everybody. It was like when he, when he took office, it was like his arms were coming around the Washington oh Monument. Gosh. Remember that dope yeah. from CNN? The
5: lights yeah. shooting out from the monument.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh my yeah. Sickening. Meanwhile,
3: <laughs> corruption caught up with somebody. Well, that's good to see. Holy this, smokes. This is wild. So Democrat New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez is uh, under indictment now for allegedly taking bribes to help out some buddies in Egypt, and the government is of Egypt itself uh, now why this is especially important is that he's the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, so he's got some information to share and okay by
2: the way, if you could do a little little history lesson
3: on menendez
2: yeah well didn't this guy almost get ousted before and should have?
3: Yeah, well, in 2018, the DOJ dropped uh, bribery charges related to uh, somebody in Florida that was influence peddling. And uh, he had been under investigation and all this, and then they dropped the charges. And then that same year, 2018, Bob Menendez boards a plane and goes and meets with gangsters in Egypt (laughs) and agrees to help influence U.S. policy in an effort to make them and himself a lot of money. He got Joe Biden to nominate a U.S. attorney who might not prosecute his buddy. Now, that, wow. that U.S. attorney wound up recusing himself from, from the case, kind of, sort of. Um, I mean, he pressured a, a Department of Agriculture official to protect this business in Egypt, then got kickbacks from the business. Apparently, when the Fed searched his house, they found about 500 grand in cash <laughs> hidden away, including <laughs> cash stuffed in jacket pockets. Jacket pockets, yeah. They're not gonna look here, all right? He, he he also accepted gold bars, and the Feds say after he got a couple gold bars, he went home and Googled, and I quote, "How much is a kilo of gold worth?" Bro, go to a damn pawn shop. What? Yeah. The most the most infuriating part of all of this is that do you not respect the American people enough to even commit crimes? Well, damn man. Well, they didn't didn't they buy him a car to a Mercedes yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, this guy again, he has federal bribery charges dropped in yeah. 2018, and then instead of laying low, he turns around and says, "I'm going to go do business with some shady characters in Egypt and give them well, access to uh, sensitive information about our uh, nation's national security." Wow. Yeah, they're paying his mortgage too on his yeah. house. And then the, again, the guy's out there spending the cash, right? He is, yeah. And then Goodfellas—it's almost like, what are you going to do about it? That's his attitude. Yeah, I will be as
2: brazen as I want. He didn't have I got to, off before.
5: He didn't have to play any records to get it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Scott talking about his old flash, top flash forty back days. to my old top forty days. Did you
5: get yeah. any gold bars? No, I didn't have okay, did I, I could have, have. I knew you got some. Stuff. I'm sure I could have.
2: Wow. That is filthy, man. Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes. Okay,
3: uh, other stuff to get to. And you had a piece of audio but to lighten the mood, David. Yeah, th- this is a crazy video making the rounds. Uh, there was some sort of dispute at a golf course. A dude had picked up another person's ball. So there's like a foursome that's playing, and he's by himself. And there was a showdown, a stare-down going on. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, uh, the other so so he gets in this standoff with other golfers they 're saying, "Hey, just give the ball back man what 's going on now at one point, the guy references Walter, and the other golfers don 't know who Walter is, and the dude takes his shirt off and starts screaming it 's incredible
2: oh this i haven 't seen i haven't either. I saw a throwdown. At a golf course where guys were fighting, but I haven't. Okay, play it. I want to hear this. Going to, Walter, he's going plant you, bitch boy. Now
4: get the fuck off the cart, Walter.
2: Walter.
7: Walter. Oh, here we go. You
4: see that? Oh. Doctor Doom's in to heaven, bitch, and you would to test God? You come get it,
0: Dax. He's mentally ill. Oh. Let's move you think I'm mentally ill? Yeah.
3: Whoa. Yeah. He says, "I'll plant you, b boy. Now get the bleep off the cart." And then he takes off his shirt and he says you see that that's a dude that's been to heaven b and you want to test god you bleeping come get it and at first i thought he said bleep stain like crap stain yeah oh no he said bleep stack i've never heard that turn of phrase but i love it wow okay man
2: I thought I'd seen some crazy things on the golf course. Say, yeah, yeah, nothing <laughs> quite like that. I had a buddy of mine fire a ball back at a guy that hit into us. I've <laughs> seen that. And then and then hit another one in the woods that was that guy's ball. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But I don't think they were going to mess with my buddy. But outside of that, no. I've never cow. seen anything quite like that. Okay.
7: He <laughs> was. Yeah.
5: Tension's high after a triple bogeyman. What'd the local congressman do after that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, guess who's in charge? Of gun violence now from the federal government. You're going to love this story. Straight ahead. The marshley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
3: Jamie marshley,
2: David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
3: So someone is tackling gun violence. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is going to be leading a new federal office of gun <laughs> violence prevention. Well, after the success she had on the border, I mean, you know, the world's are oyster right now. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm genuinely excited about this because, I mean... She's Based on her performance at the border, it means we're all getting free guns. <laughs> Can I write to them like Santa? Well, it'll be with our new COVID test. You're getting a gun, too. <laughs> Dear Madam Vice President, President. I've been interested and in, in the market for an AK-47, your Fine. friend, David. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I just thought of something with her
2: with this. Well, it's comical at the same time. Remember the whole Second Amendment thing and that debate Oh yeah, with Joe? And
0: she's like, what was the whole clip? Yes, we can. Well, I mean, I would just say, hey, Joe, instead of saying no, we can't, let's say yes, we can.
5: <laughs> and so the downward spiral
2: began.
0: And That's when he said, uh, Second Amendment. Yeah,
2: uh, got to be constitutional. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's a little bit frightening.
0: We have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And then to make the possible actually happen.
3: Hmm. I I like the Politico story. It says Harris has played a leading role in gun safety policy. Really? Because, like, on their watch, we've had, uh, in many municipalities across this great land of ours, record gun deaths. What did they say again? I'm sorry, man. That blows me away. Harris has played a leading role in gun safety policy. A leading role. What policy what? are they talking I about? I don't know. What I don't mean. I don't know. Huh? You just make up words. Just, just say make it. Make up
2: phrases. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. What? I, I'm looking at all this stuff from Kamala Harris, and of course, the Democrats know they can't win with her. They put her in charge of crap that you really no one's going to track, because she's been not only the border, but it was abortion, right? Oh, that, was, oh, that's right. And what was the other thing?
5: Uh, she's had like three or four things. Oh,
2: voting loss. She's failed that, yeah. Yes. Is she going to get to the root causes of gun violence? Oh. Just wondering, because that's what she was going to do on illegal immigration, right? What we must do yeah.
0: to address the root causes of migration, to address the root causes. The issue of root causes... <laughs> is not going to be solved in one trip to address the root causes as though it's something that can be dealt with overnight, to feel the effects of those root causes. On so our-
2: what we're going to do is open the border for everybody, especially young males. Yeah. Because they're seeking asylum, don't yes. you know? Okay. Whatever. Hey, by the way, last night, football game, 49ers-Giants. Yeah. The 49ers won. Did you see video, anybody, of the big brawl that was happening in the stadium? No. Holy smokes. You had women involved, you know, throwing punches. And then this dude grabs one woman by the hair and yanks her. And then he ends up on the ground taking punches. It was nuts. This was in the stands? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And it wasn't like, oh, so some Giants fans were there. No, it's all 49ers fans fighting each other.
5: You know, over what? Who knows? My football, man. They've had a lot of that going on this year. What's happening?
3: Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. That guy died. Yeah. Right. I I tend to think that you know a lot of people, especially in areas that were uh, heavily locked down and whatnot, and then have seen violence increase exponentially since the pandemic. A lot of people have forgotten how to act in public. There may be something to that, dude.
2: I don't know, but you know, New England. That guy that died, that fifty-three-year-old guy. Yeah. But they said he did not sustain a traumatic injury, but officials did identify a medical issue. Right. Now, this, again, this wasn't in the 49ers game last night. That was just your brawl. And I guess it's not that uncommon to see some brawls. But it's a little more uncommon to see, you know, two women throw down and then one dude grab a woman by the hair and yank her
3: down. uh, I'm I'm an equal opportunity enthusiast at that point. Meaning you just want to see the fight? No, oh, I I just mean that if you're throwing punches, you're a fair target. I don't think the what the, it was the two
2: women fighting. Mm-hmm. So when the dude got involved, at least from the video I saw, he just grabbed the one's hair. I don't know to protect the other woman or not. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure. A sales opportunity for football
5: fighting the stands brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> by DraftKings, yeah, you, you can bet on it. Yeah, now you can bet on it. I mean, you, man, you talk about a golden, cross, go. um, a multi-platform promotion that you yes. can do.
2: Yes. Oh, by the way, San Francisco also also in the news because they did see a record amount of drug overdose deaths in August. They said it's like a zombie apocalypse. They saw 84 accidental drug overdose deaths in August. About five every two days. Oh, my goodness. Man. Fentanyl involved in 66 of those.
5: Well, I'm sure global warming played a part
3: somehow. Well, yeah, of course.
2: Well, yeah, because that is what is causing so many asylum seekers to leave their country. They right. can't take the climate, right. so they're just doing anything they can. Mm-hmm. The, the, The fact that the left is trying to peddle that crap is so insulting. Are you serious? They're leaving because of climate change. It's
3: climate change or the threat of white nationalism. Uh, Of course. Yeah, Yeah. that's true, too. Yes. Oh, you know, Bill
2: Maluchin from Fox covered all the stuff at the border. The way he owned Kareem Jean Pierre yesterday, pretty good. We'll get to that much more coming up. All right. So, Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So we have an invasion at the border. I don't know what else you call it. Peter Ducey, Fox News. That's what he said to Kareem Jean-Pierre yesterday. What would you call it? Well, yeah. Oh, I want to know. And she says back to him, well, what would you call Republicans? And he's like, wait, a- no. Oh, see, Answer the question. So clever. So Bill Malugian from Fox, who has done the best reporting on the border crisis since it started. Seems like he's lived there for the last few years. Um, did this report and referenced part of that interview yesterday.
1: Because remember just three weeks ago in late August Karine Jean-Pierre was up there at that White House podium saying that they were quote stopping the flow here at our southern border.
2: I mean I'll let our viewers decide but does this look like stopping the flow? The images we've been showing the last few days here, Eagle Pass has been completely overrun.
3: What are the latest numbers David? Uh, I mean we have to wait for everything to really settle down but I mean in Eagle Pass alone you're talking about 10,000 in the span of a day. (sighs) <sighs> One place. Where are they all going to go?
5: Well, um, New York's full. They can't handle anymore. No, so I think all up. of
3: them need to go to New York.
5: Chicago is spending $25 million building tent cities. Yes. $25 million.
2: So do you suppose the strategy would be, what if you're Texas? It's Chicago, it's D.C., it's New York, and just keep going.
5: Well, you got to send them to this welcoming yeah. states. I mean, after all, I
3: mean. Well, they have right to shelter laws. Well, absolutely, yeah. Right. Don't to forget shelter about laws. Massachusetts. That's right. Did yes. you see the? Did you see these these waspy liberals on uh, uh, on Martha's Vineyard? They had like a one year mm. reunion with the migrants that they had on the island. For no, like they a did day. not. Are you joking? Are you serious? No, I'm serious. Oh gosh! Yeah, it, was, it was like yes, we learned so much about each other, and we wanted to bring them back, and they had yeah. like a one year anniversary, for good? huh? Bring them back for good. Oh, hell like no. to live there? Oh no, 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 of no, course no, no, not. No, 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 no. They don't That's have the right to stay on the island.
2: Chardonnay, <laughs> chardonnay. Yeah. yeah.
3: So how did it go? Uh well it was a magical time, of course, and then once everything was done and once the migrants themselves cleaned up after everybody, uh, they said, Now thank you, get the hell off my island.
2: Yeah. One year of- anniversary. <laughs> we yeah. feel better about ourselves again, now you gotta go. The right? lack
5: of self awareness is remarkable. Beat it. Jeez.
3: It really is. Cowardly. One of them is like, Raul, have you managed to buy a hedge trimmer yet? <laughs> no? All right, then get off the island now. <laughs> okay, just making sure that didn't happen, right? The hedge trimmer? No, that didn't happen. That was a
2: joke.
5: Well, you never know. No, yeah. it reasonably could have happened, yes. We live in a world
2: of parody right now. Yeah, all, sure. Holy cow. All right, moving on. Uh, last night, Biden speaking. And I hadn't heard this yet, but he told the same story
3: twice in a matter of minutes? Yeah, so Biden—well, this was actually uh, Wednesday, I believe, uh, okay. but we're getting the transcript now. Uh, Biden did a campaign fundraiser in Manhattan and told the Charlottesville lie again. The, Are you, you know, joking? Right, after the, the uh, protest-turned-riot-turned-terror uh, attack, essentially. The young lady died, had their Hire died. Um, and the hoax that's been going on for years is that Donald Trump— while he was president said there were fine people on both sides and the the hoax is that he was referring to neo-nazis and white supremacists as fine people he wasn't because in the same breath he says uh and i'm not talking about the white supremacists and neo-nazis because they should be condemned totally correct but anyway never let the truth get in the way of a good lie Um, And so he said, you remember those folks walking out of the fields, literally carrying torches with Nazi swastikas, holding them forward, singing the same vicious anti-Semitic bile, the same exact bile, bile that was sung in, in Germany in the 30s. And a young woman was killed. A young woman was killed. And so then he tells the fine people hoax. And then as he's sort of meandering about how that made him decide to run for president... The needle didn't just skip the groove; it went all the way back to the top of the record. Oh, he gosh. started the story over again <laughs> oh, man. from the top. He goes, "You know, you may remember that. You know, those folks from Charlottesville as they came out of the fields and carrying the swastikas." Tells the story almost word for word again. Could that
2: have been a problem with the teleprompter, or do you think he just slipped back into it? Was he going like off the cuff there,
3: or was he trying that to was, read? That was he off He had the notes cuff. in front of him, right? Was that was off the cuff uh, as as wow. i as I understand oh. it, yeah he it wasn't prepared that way. the guy well, he's senile, I mean, and he's that's deteriorating, it's he, rapid, he, man,
2: well, you know what, and apologies to you, Scott, and I think this was yesterday. we were off air, and you were going through I thought you were talking about what Biden said years ago. I didn't know that was a recent thing, yeah. wow, yeah. no, this it goes me. back to the same garbage well, I mean, dude. Was it yesterday where he was talking about how through his whole career he's been fighting against Big Pharma? Yeah. You think about this? After everything with the vaccines, this dude, yeah, he's a big fighter of Big Pharma. And, well, you can't understand exactly what he's saying because I think he said he's been cinch Brenna a freshman. Something I don't know what he's trying to say. You just try to make it out the best you can, I guess.
4: Finally, beat Big Farm. I've been fighting it since I've been a front freshman. Front <laughs> freshman. What? Yeah, front freshman. Since I've been a front freshman. Yeah,
3: that. Fry, 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 fry. A fried fresh, fresh. Fried fish man. Maybe. <laughs> it could be. And I told Long John Silvers.
5: <laughs> so they started making the hush puppies. Hush puppies. <laughs> God damn! I know, man. It's a really man. something. A freshman. <laughs> you
4: know, freshman.
5: You don't think about yeah. the hey, Charlottesville.
4: Mother- do you speak it?
2: No, not
3: very well.
5: The difference between the Charlottesville story is their necks weren't bulging this time when right. he told the story.
3: He Remember likes talking about the bulging veins. The bulging,
5: the bulging veins it makes me yeah. very uncomfortable whenever he starts right. exactly. talking about that.
2: Yeah. He left that part out. <laughs> That's probably good because. In the state of his speech right now, it could be oh, really wow. something. Oh, I don't think we want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. All
2: right, it's that part of the show. Got to switch gears. May not be the biggest story out there today, but it's something that caught your attention. David, what's your story?
3: I think this is a pretty big deal. Uh, the mayor of Dallas, Eric Johnson, longtime Democrat, just yeah. announced in a uh, op-ed in the Wall Street Journal that he is switching party affiliation. Whoa. And it comes down to the Democrats have been uh, taken over by progressives, by anti-law and order progressives. True. And he says, uh, quote, after the wins for the people of Dallas and after securing 98.7% of the vote in my reelection campaign this year. I mean, ran unopposed. But anyway, I have no intention of changing my approach to my job, but today I'm changing my party affiliation. Next spring, I'll be voting in the Republican primary. When my career in elected office ends in 2027 on the inauguration of my successor as mayor, I will leave office as a Republican. And he says, American cities need Republicans and Republicans need American cities. Uh, went on to say it's clear that the nation and its cities have reached a time for choosing and the overwhelming majority of Americans who call our cities home deserve to have real choices, not progressive echo chambers at City Hall.
2: Yeah, I suppose you could say for the rest of the country, that's an interesting story. In Texas, that's a big deal.
3: It's a huge deal.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'll tell you what, I'll just make this my story real quick to sort of dovetail on that did you see what happened in sacramento no their top prosecutor there is suing the city really hmm. over homeless encampments yes the attorney dean ho i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right mm-hmm. that'd be t-h-i-e-n that's the first name last name just Ho. ho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. anyways
5: could you pronounce it Ha. Huh? uh
2: no dean ho the first part is what I was getting at. Okay. Not quite sure. I thought you were going for the second part. Okay. I think I got down. Uh-huh. Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Announced the lawsuit uh, two months after, I guess, he threatened legal action, saying, hey, we have an erosion of everyday life. We forget what it feels like to be safe. And that brings us to this lawsuit because we need to get these people off the streets. They had a record of almost 10,000 homeless people, which is up 67% in three years. And it's like you see in a lot of the cities. It's drug use. It's like walking zombies. It's criminal. There are assaults. No one's doing anything. So he is suing the city. These policies, man, they're a dead end. Yeah, It's just death and destruction. That's basically what it is. All right, what's your story, Scott? Uh,
5: well, we, you know, we've got Sunday, we got the NFL games again. The NFL's first transgender cheerleader has earned his second season in the league. And describes being heartbroken over children not being able to play sports against kids of the opposite gender. Breaks his heart. He also said that it's sad to see states ban hormonal and medical procedures for young children. Justine Lindsay, who dances for the Carolina Panthers' Top Cats, the cheerleading squad, said that he hopes to influence the next generation with his outspoken ways. Everything that I'm going through now, it's bigger than me. I'm setting things up for the younger generation. No one is going to stop this show. There you go. Justine has spoken.
2: I'm sorry. Can we stop playing along with the people with the mental health issues? No, sir. people have tried to be nice long enough, it's time to just say, you have a mental health issue. Go get some it's- help. We can't do this pretend play along anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. This is I, ridiculous. I just looked him up. I had not I've never seen a picture of this guy. It looks like a like a super edgy SNL sketch from maybe like the late 90s early 2000s. Like just parody. Like, like it, it, this guy's not serious. Come on. Oh, second season as a cheerleader. David
2: are you saying is this one of those trolls that we're going to find out later and there's going to be a whole documentary on how he got away with this? Is it going to be one of those? I
3: don't know, man. It's just It's just a dude in a crop top. It's, it's I haven't seen the picture. I haven't either.
5: I haven't seen Justine. Google it and try not to laugh. Okay. Okay, Justine Lindsay. Go yeah, ahead, Scott. We got okay. a second here. Let me, here. Uh, let me uh, I got to get
2: out of what I'm doing. Okay. Oh, boy. And it's a real shame that we can't, you know, mutilate the genitals of the kids and give them puberty blockers and sterilize them. It's a real sad thing. And this guy's got a case of the SADS,
3: even though they've allowed him to be <laughs> a cheerleader. Oh, well. I not know. I mean, at least that dude who flashes boobs at the White House tries to look like a chick.
5: Well, he He's got the high cheekbones and the lashes and the hair, but the biceps are rather large. (laughs) And it's it's not a typical female breast. Okay. The whole world gone crazy Yes.
3: The answer to the question. Small waist though. Skin is perfect, David. Well that yeah, I mean there's definitely he moisturizes for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Takes I care of himself. Anymore. Anymore. All right. In most ways. Okay. Best cheerleader
5: on the team.
2: Thanks for that story. <laughs> for welcome. what your story, Scott. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. That's just great. Okay. Hey, this is uh, curious. The EPA has spent millions of dollars on guns and gear. Why is <laughs> We'll get to that much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robin. Been a fun freshman. Yeah, whatever. How uh, was what that? Don't even try.
3: What's a graduation the graduation
2: speech with the epa i'm not quite sure
3: now okay. yeah. I, I don't know it was it was uh cracked fish man uh he had just been to joe's crab shack so.
4: okay <laughs> yeah
3: yeah, yeah. correct tastes good
5: it's number two on the menu
3: <laughs> yep yeah all right uh, yeah well This is an odd story. The EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, right? This is the agency that's supposed to uh, monitor air and water and soil quality, et cetera. Mm -hmm. They have spent millions of dollars in taxpayer funds on guns and gear. What? Uh, As of September 14th, 2023, the Biden administration, EPA, has already spent $2.8 million on guns and gear, reconnaissance stuff. It's 143% more than what was spent during the entire Trump administration. And what was really interesting is uh, Senator Chuck Grassley sent this uh, over to the EPA. They want to know why. Like, why are you arming yourself to the teeth? You're the EPA. Um, Well, during uh, former President Barack Obama's term in office, this was um, uh, written up by the Washington Free Beacon, Uh, When Biden was serving as the vice president, of course, in the Obama administration, the EPA spent $6.5 billion on guns, armor, radar equipment, mobile command posts, and other types of advanced weaponry. Just over $2 million was spent during the Trump administration. And now Biden, a couple years into his uh, term, uh, $3 million more has been spent arming the EPA. Okay. Let's just cut right to it. Why do you think, David? Oh, because because the crackdown on freedoms is coming. Yep. And I, I've said for a long time, some people think I'm joking about this. Buy guns, ammo, plant a crisis garden, and get right with Jesus. That's what you should be doing as an individual. Agree. Crisis garden, I'm not sure. Hmm.
2: Uh, but I'll go with it. Yeah, everything at, else. Yeah.
3: At the very late least, get some laminated copies of of instructions of like what local uh, 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 berries and whatnot may be edible for you. <laughs> and there there are really nice little laminated field dressing guides for all <laughs> sorts of, of animals, from deer to raccoons. Man, I mean, just know that. Stock no, up on twenty two long rifle. That's a good one. I go a step further than your thoughts, I guess, because <clears throat> if
2: you're talking about Second Amendment, well, our militia, where where would they be? And places where the EPA could go and yeah. monitor people. Does that sound kooky to you, Scott? No, not at all. Because every once in a while you look like, what? Are you losing your
5: well, mind? Well, there's, there's times when I think the shark has been jumped, or perhaps, but no, this time, no, I'm on board. We've been talking about this for a while now bet- amongst us.
2: And. You know, the head of the EPA, and maybe he is a great pick. I don't really know, to be honest. No, he's not. Okay? Yeah. But this sounds similar to boot
3: edge edge to me.
2: Exactly. Because why is he the Secretary of Transportation, David?
3: Oh, He had a love for trains or something? Yeah, he he rode on a train and he rode on a boat one time. Okay.
2: Uh, He was proposed
5: to in an airport terminal.
2: True. Head of the EPA, Michael Regan. Um, from North Carolina. Developed a passion for the environment while hunting and fishing with his dad and granddad. Mm. I'll do it. Then you're on the left. Sounds good. Enough. Go ahead. Stock up on the guns, will you? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? It's unbelievable. We got this crisis at the border, and we have feds cutting down barriers. Yeah. Barbed wire.
3: Yeah. Cutting state, it. Yeah. The state of Texas had put up some razor wire in order to deter people from crossing in different uh, areas along the border, and the feds were caught this week cutting those razor wire fences down. And it's okay, not. Okay,
2: to anybody that ever says to you when you make this statement, The Biden administration and the left, they want this illegal immigration problem. They want it.
0: And that's not true. They're
2: doing everything they can to secure the border. How else do you explain this? They're cutting the
5: wire. Well, there's no other way to explain it than they want it. Yes. There's no other way.
3: Unreal. Go ahead, David. Well, and uh, Todd Gilman from the Dallas Morning News was at the White House press briefing yesterday and asked Karine Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, hey, like, what's the stance on that? What's the authority of the federal government to do that if it's on state land?
5: Oh, good question. Is there now a federal policy of removing the
7: barriers that Texas is installing? So here's here's, here's what I'll say. I would have to look into that. I did so, see those reports yesterday. but. As it relates to Governor Abbott, we know what he has done this past uh, these past couple of years while this president uh, has been in office. He's he's turned this, when it comes to the border, he's turned this into a political stunt. And that's what he's done over and over again. That's what I can speak to. Uh, I did see those reports. I would have to go back and, and act, get a sense from the team and give you a, an answer on that. So you
2: have no answer, but you're going to take that time to say that uh, the governor of Texas, he's just into stunts, that there's really no problem there
3: at the border. Yeah, I mean, it's... Talk okay. to local officials up and down the border. I mean, it's, it, it's a problem. Of course. You know
2: what I say? You know, as far as, okay, we're here. We're trying to put this fencing up, all right? Different people at different points of time have been accused of whipping people, right? We're bringing out the whips. You touch that wire, you're getting a whipping. <laughs> of course, this is all in my it's not gonna,
5: Yes. You'll have AOC down there weeping.
2: Don't get too close to the whip. No, could whip you too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It is infuriating to see what's going on. It really is. Because you've got people that are absolutely helpless. You know, throughout Texas. Like, do you not see this as a problem? And, of course, we all know this is exactly what they want as far as the Biden administration and the Democrats. They want this. But it's illegal and the fact that it's happening people are losing their patience mm-hmm. you get the feeling something really bad is going to start happening soon we'll wait and see okay meanwhile in new york they're saying uh, phew, sorry folks got no more room here
3: yeah can't do more. it can't send any more people to new york yeah well well the governor of new york kathy hochel uh said the other day yeah there's no more room in her state for illegals and in fact she said, you should go somewhere else. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. Not New York. We're full. Sorry. Can't, right. can't take you in. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny because in December of 2021, she said the exact opposite. Of course she did then.
6: As you know, the Statue of Liberty is inscribed. It says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled <laughs> young masses yearning to be free. The wretched refuse to a teeming shore. And that statement encapsulizes our values. We want people to come here, despite where they came from or d- despite the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this, and to this state. We see, say you are welcome here. We are welcome with open arms and uh-huh. we'll work to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. We'll not only house you, but we'll protect you. So our message to the world is, send us your people. Send us those who need the, uh, the cloak of comfort that we can demonstrate as New Yorkers <laughs> with big hearts and open arms, and we'll provide a safe haven.
4: Golly!
6: Where's the cloak of comfort? Well, what happened to that?
5: Again, <laughs> until it happens to you. It's somebody else's problem. You can sit there and pontificate, moralize, and do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And everything sounds great, and pat yourself on the back and have another Chardonnay. And go to another fundraiser and, again, talk to the people about how awful it is, what's going on with those people in Texas and Florida and Arizona. They had to live with it. You didn't. Now you do, and all of a sudden the tune has changed. Everybody's a sanctuary city until they're not.
2: Well, you also wonder. God, these hypocrites. Okay. That it becomes at some point uh, a disadvantage politically. Because you could make the argument As far as New York goes. All right, so New York City, it's it's getting pretty crammed in there. But you got upstate New York. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no. People there don't want it either. No. They've been very vocal about that. And all of a sudden, you got Democrats saying, Hochul, you better stop this nonsense
3: or you're going to be out of office. Yeah. So
2: then the tune changes. Wow. But what are you going to do
5: about it?
3: No. I think, I I, I mean, I, I... Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, needs to, like, open it up to a GoFundMe so we can uh, have more charter buses go to New York. Yeah. You made the bed lie in it.
5: Absolutely, David. That's exactly how I feel about it. I have not one ounce of sympathy for these idiot governors who are standing there on top of Morrill Mountain proclaiming that they were a sanctuary city until they have to deal with the problem. Yeah, if you're Abbott, you yeah. keep the pressure on. Yeah, go pound sand. We got more coming. Yeah. You said you wanted them. Yeah. Why should we have to have 100% of the burden here? No take backsies. No. Sorry. You get get a you bigger said. blanket, Kathy. Here he- they come.
2: Wow. Okay. Other news out there. Maybe you saw uh, the joint chief's chairman, Mark Milley. He's a great guy. He's what going a to be gone. What a job, huh? Tremendous.
5: Tremendous man. Tremendous guy.
2: He's the white rage guy. Oh, he's full of white rage, Yeah, He's the one that says no one in any of our operations saw anything that would say that Afghanistan was going to fall no. and the Taliban was going to take over. Never saw we didn't it coming. have any of that no intelligence. Idea. Although there were plenty of people predicting exactly that. But he says, I have no idea. I mean, and you think about everything that went down a couple of years ago in Afghanistan and the amount of vets that served over time in or around that area. I mean, they're still sick to their stomach about it. Like, all this time and effort and lives lost for what? And the way we left. And left the people that had worked with us there. I mean, just disgusting.
5: We do have diversity and inclusion, so.
2: Of course. Um, Representative Mike Waltz from Florida, Republican. um, Retired colonel in the Army National Guard, veteran Green Beret. Aired some of his grievances when it came to Millie on x you know it's formerly known as twitter mm-hmm. because apparently uh, the atlantic did a puff piece on mark milley and so he was commenting on that and he said um what was the uh, the line his retirement couldn't come soon enough mm-hmm. and we have overwhelming evidence of indoctrination taking place within our ranks And at our military academies insane dei programs are being forced on our troops that is infecting the merit-based system you hear that time and time again and it is true you have a lot of young men that because of their families and because of inspiration would sign up for the military they're not doing it anymore record low numbers it's a big problem and a lot of those families are saying this is one of the reasons why yeah, it's no secret. To yeah. go into indoctrination from the likes of Milley? Yeah. No thanks. Uh, Waltz also said he also stood alongside Joe Biden and Lloyd Austin as our national security has become weaker. Worst military debacle since Saigon. The Afghanistan withdrawal. Worst military recruitment crisis since Vietnam. Chinese spy balloon drifting across America. Failure to deter Russian invasion of Ukraine. Like, all on this guy. So he is heading out. And then you wonder, okay, who are they bringing in? Mm. Anybody know? Anybody familiar?
3: That is uh, General CQ
2: Brown. Any idea what he's talking about, believes in, anything like that?
3: There's some DEI stuff. Here we go. Yeah.
2: Want to hear some? Sure. Yes. I have some.
3: Roll it the
2: diversity, whether it be race, gender, ethnic background, sexual orientation, social background, you really got to spend some time thinking about it because you may miss an opportunity if you don't really spend some time looking at the slate of candidates
5: and then asking some hard questions. And that's an aspect of, uh, you know, me as the chief of staff, uh, when I sit down with Secretary Brett, we just had a conversation about this yesterday as we we're looking at uh, some key
2: positions. You know, who are the diverse candidates and are we making sure we are grooming them so they have the opportunity? Diverse candidates. How about the best ones? Isn't that what you want in the military? Well, ideally, yes. But no. Diverse. Okay. There was one word I don't know if you mentioned you know,
3: who are diverse candidates and are we making sure we are grooming them?
2: <laughs> oh, really? Hmm. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that, that usually that, that starts a lot younger with you people. Yeah, that that term does not hold up very well. I know what he actually means by that, I but know, yeah, that I know. It, boy, it sounds bad.
5: Remember it when Chi uh, was talking about the same thing with the Chinese military?
3: Right.
2: Yeah,
5: remember that. Wants to make sure the diversity inclusion in the Chinese military. Yeah, of
3: course. Yeah, uh, David, do you have an update from Boston University? Oh, I love this story, and it, every time I find out more information, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So, in 2020, here's the backstory: uh, As the mostly peaceful riots were going on, a bunch of wealthy white liberals just started throwing millions of dollars at a guy named Ibram X. Kendi. This is a racist <laughs> author whose only real skill is conning wealthy white liberals. He does it very, very well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Boston University gave him a bunch of cash to start a center for anti-racist research. <laughs> and... As we've talked about this week, they've had to lay off a bunch of staff. The Daily Free Press, that's a student newspaper at Boston University, they did a deep dive on this starting almost a year ago because there had been complaints about how that center was being run. It was being run essentially as Eber X. Kendi, a.k.a. Henry Rogers, personal, like, i don't know errand account essentially i mean uh, yeah that they he was spending money faster than he was bringing it in and producing absolutely no results so they published this piece yesterday about it uh the short version is this guy blew through 43 million dollars in three years and hasn't put out any research no none So, former staff member said the center appeared to prioritize fundraising and revenue over research. They had two things that they want to hang their hat on right now. Something called the Racial Data Lab and then the Anti-Racist Tech Initiative. Um, The COVID Racial Data Tracker, a collaboration with The Atlantic that started during Kendi's time uh, at American University, is the Racial Data Lab's sole project. The tracker stopped collecting data uh, in March of 2021. So they gave up on it oh my after goodness. less than a year. Um, and then the racial data lab only includes the now defunct tracker. The anti-racist tech initiative has produced nothing. I bet
2: Glenn Lowry is laughing today. Black economist, brilliant yeah. guy who has clowned Iber oh, yeah. plenty. Like, I told you people. I told you. He's oh, a artist. Yeah, of course. Yes. But you got a bunch of white liberals, especially white liberal women. Oh, he's so intelligent. No. Corporate America wisdom. was writing checks, too. Of course. Ridiculous. Okay. Much more to get to. Uh... John Fetterman again in the news. He says he's being bullied. Really, oh. and much more coming up right here. All right, the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robert show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, Scott, you mentioned earlier we have been dealing with despicable people in the news all week. All week. It really seemed like a lot. This Bad week. people. Yes. One of the people is Ibram X. Kendi that David had just brought up. Yep. Because this farce is being found out at Boston University. Yeah. And I mentioned Glenn Lowry. On the podcast he does with John McWhorter and, I mean, two black intellectuals, they're brilliant guys. And maybe in your business, you've known someone that there's a lot of hype around and people seem really enthused and you know it's an absolute joke. And finally, as you're amongst your friends, you're almost broken to the point where you're like, all right, I'm going to tell you about this guy finally. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had just referenced that and I found it. And it was when Glenn Lowry gets to his tipping point on Ibram X. Kendi. and he starts talking about things that he's done. He starts giving his own resume. It's like
0: this is where he was broke
2: and it's hilarious. Roll it.
0: You know, I've lectured at the London School of Economics. I've lectured at the Delhi School of Economics. I've been, I've been lectured in Korea, and you know, in uh, Ghana, and South Africa, and you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm a I I mean, if I say it, it'll sound so self-aggrandizement, but I'm a lot more than a black conservative. Writing at Substack and disagreeing with uh, Michael Eric Dyson or some of these. Dudes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, way, way, way more. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's why, and I know you share this with me, I take umbrage at the lionization of lightweight, empty suited, empty headed motherfuckers. It's like Ibrahimix. <laughs> 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 who couldn't carry my book bag? <laughs> who I'm hasn't who, who hasn't read No, no, I'm sorry. He hasn't read a f- thing. <laughs> Dude, kid, yeah. he was broken in that moment yeah. and he just let loose.
5: Yeah, he's done. I'm done. There's about another
0: twenty seconds if you oh, want to please. hear. It. Oh please! Oh yeah, sure. Pretty good. If you ask him what Nietzsche said, he would have no idea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's an unserious, superficial, empty-suited, lightweight. He's not our equal. Not even close.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
5: sorry.
0: I'm. Um, I I can't (laughs) join you. (laughs) You made me do it, John. You made me do it.
2: (laughs) And in that moment, he was broken, and we're all together for it. Yes, I think it needed that today. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and you would love to hear people talk about whether it would be Biden. Or Millie, whoever, that would just be honest, people yeah. that are around them to say, you know what, this empty headed. Mm, mm. Right, exactly. <laughs> because you know what, think about the people around Kamala Harris or Kareem Jean Pierre. Oh my gosh. It would yeah. be an overdrive.
3: Hey, you think about it, there are people who actually have to answer to Kareem Jean Pierre. It's unreal. Holy Dude. mackerel! That
2: golly, man, that just blew my mind, David. When you said that, there are people that have to answer to her.
3: This is the Markley Van Camp and
2: Robin show. Okay, uh, biggest story today, David.
3: Uh, biggest story? It's the invasion at the at the southern border. I mean, it it, it is. It's one of those things that I think some people kind of get numb to because it's been this ongoing I thing agree. for the last uh, almost three years now. And it it just doesn't seem to be letting up. Because I don't think people realize what this is going to mean in the next two years, five years, ten years.
5: No, they don't know. No. And they don't care right now because it hasn't happened to them. It'll happen to you. It's coming.
2: Oh, yeah. It's coming. And you're worried about your kids. Uh, Yes. Whatever. You're like, oh, my goodness, man. What is going on? All right. So we'll get an update on that. And (laughs) John Fetterman. Straight great right here. All right. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. You know, yesterday, talking about the border crisis, I had a few clips from Victor Davis Hansen, Hoover Institute. He's got a great piece out today from Real, uh, Real Clear Politics. Because, yeah, the catastrophe of the border is self induced. There's no doubt about it. Um, is that what Biden was referencing? When people are trying to figure out what he was saying in that speech?
4: mega a Republican and congressman of my predecessor. Spent four years gutting the immigration system under my predecessor.
2: Immigration system? Mm. Who knows? Precision. Whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Republicans' fault, by the way, if you missed that memo. <laughs> that's what Biden is saying. It's not... A, seriously, that's what he's saying. You had the clip earlier, David. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. Okay. So... Obviously, I mean, the effects of what we're seeing right now are going to be felt for years and years and years. But you're telling me a big concern at CNN right now is because the old man's retiring?
3: Yeah, Rupert Murdoch is stepping aside as the head of Fox and liberal media is melting down. CNN's Abby Phillip actually chose this as the top story for her primetime news show. I honestly before
2: i hear this clip i don't understand what's the big deal what if you're cnn isn't it that
3: rupert's son who he's given all the power to he's more liberal i thought i I guess it's now to because they love to talk about fox news i guess and you know i I, dude i don't know it's a mental illness with these people all right let's try to break it down
6: objectively american democracy is in perilous condition the nation's politics are poisoned. Truth has become optional instead of desired or even required. The Repu-
2: Boy, that's rich coming from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
6: You're helping lead the charge. These people. You fraud. Yeah. The republic has, of course, always faced threats to it, even before Rupert Murdoch. But so much of the current state of our democracy can be traced back to the beast of his creation. What? Good evening, everyone. I'm Abby Phillip, and Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as CEO of Fox News tonight. His legacy is outrage porn, partisan red meat, stoking relentless culture wars. Now, is,
5: now,
3: now let's. If you bring really on, do believe that, shouldn't you be celebrating? Oh, geez, that's mental illness. Now, yeah. now let's bring on Van Jones who's going to cry about it. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. What, what a joke. That? Think about Every story
2: that CNN has reported on in the last five to seven years, and I'm now a big fan of Fox, but if you compare it to Fox, who's been accurate more often than not, it's not even close.
3: No. I mean, CNN was one of many news outlets that was pushing outrage porn on the conspiracy theory that Donald Trump was stealing mailboxes in order to steal an election. (laughs) They actually yes. did that. They told their viewers for a couple of weeks every night that Donald Trump was stealing mailboxes of yes. verifiably false claim, easily disproven, and they went with it anyway. And you want to talk about outrage porn, yeah. not to mention the Russian collusion stuff, not to mention I don't know how many other things that they have thrown out there. I mean, dude, even Jim Shudo, who's supposed to be, like, the big national security guy, you know, uh, uh, with uh, CNN, falsely reported that Kim Jong-un was dead. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't help it. You're talking about Van Jones crying. A lot of what he was saying in his own meltdown was a bunch of stuff that wasn't even true. Yeah. As I remember it, anyway. In this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the
0: president doesn't want you here. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happier to have babies snatched away or send Dreamers back
2: for no reason. (laughs) Dude, Trump tried to do a deal for the Dreamers and a pathway to citizenship. The far right was freaking out, if you remember. What are you talking about? Trump going to just put the Dreamers in truckloads and ship them out? That was never going to happen.
5: If I hear one more threat to democracy. Oh, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. They
2: must Everything's
5: figure Everything's a out threat now. to democracy to these people.
2: As far as brainwashing their audience, that phrase oh. must carry quite a bit, I would guess. Gosh Look at that slobbering fool. Send dreamers
0: back for no
2: reason. <laughs> Emotional. All on a lie.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Vindication for a lot of people who have really suffered. You know, I can't
2: breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt that they couldn't breathe. People on fentanyl? Who? (laughs) What are you talking about? You were out there with the lie that white cops were hunting down single black males and gunning them down. Goodness gracious. (laughs) It's really something, man. All right, let's switch gears to another great American, John
3: Fetterman. What's the story now with Fetterman, yeah, David? The Senator John Fetterman, he's the guy who looks like a dozen pugs stuffed into a latex glove. Yeah, <laughs> a good one. Yeah, <laughs> Work on that one, did you? Or, or the end result of a horrible thumb wrestling accident.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's been trying to do his big tough guy act, calling Republicans jagoffs, mocking other people. But apparently, since people have been critical of him, he's worried about being bullied. See, he pulled this crap on the campaign trail, too, when he was running for Senate after he had his stroke, where it's like, I'm going to dish out every possible insult, but if you even kind of push back against me, you're ableist, and you're just making fun of a guy who had a stroke. And to me, it's like, no, man, if you want to be treated like everybody else, and you say you're fine to be a senator, then, yeah, people are going to call you out on your tough guy BS, all right? Yes, they question... <laughs> As far as your
2: mental capabilities, when you can't put a sentence out, dude.
5: Because I live in a political environment, I was ridiculed and made fun of because I wasn't able to process things sometimes or say things, saying so.
2: Okay, hold on a second, man. I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for us. There was plenty of sympathy and just asking the question, can he do this? And the first time we would hear clips, it'd be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And there were things said about people close to him, his wife, like how can they allow him to do this? He's being humiliated. Okay, it's not bullying you.
5: I'm so sorry that I'm sure many of you had to go through this kind of thing. You know, I was lucky that I was, I was uh, lucky to go through my life, the vast majority of that, without this kind of disability that I have. But, um, but... Again, I can't, Dude,
2: The truth
3: is, your parents propped you up for years. Oh yeah, he. You was, were able to accomplish nothing. He he lived off of his parents' dime until he was in his forties.
5: Yeah, correct. Yeah, didn't he live
3: with them? I think they bought like, him property, like in the basement or something. Him. Okay. But, no. Yeah, yeah.
5: Again, I can't imagine and how the the challenges, and I and I admire you know everyone that has to kind of live with these kind of struggles and 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 prevail over them.
2: Okay, dude, you're saying. It gives me a case of the sads to dress appropriately for the Senate. Yeah. And they're changing the rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, People don't like that. Can you do the job or not? That's what it comes down to. And again, you want to talk BS about other people, you're getting in the ring. And yeah. it's fair game. That's just
3: part of it. Yeah, I mean, you, you really are.
5: I heard somebody say yesterday that they don't believe for a second that it's really him writing yeah. those tweets. They think it's his wife. Oh, the tweets? Yeah, he's yeah, not writing the tweets. tweets. No, yeah, no. The Mean Street comes from her.
3: Yeah, no, no. Fetterman can't can't come up with those lines. I mean, John Fetterman. I don't know if you knew this. He once brought a Bible to church's chicken. <laughs> Golly, I thought you, for sure
2: you were going to go after something to the extent of has a hard time keeping the wife satisfied. Well, he that
3: too. She likes I mean, to dabble. I think there's a reason why she she brags about being it, she's a that whole dynamic is screwed up. Yeah. She brags about being bisexual and like showed up at a at some festival yeah. wearing a shirt, bragging about it, along mm-hmm. with her husband and kids. And I'm like, that's like me showing up to an event with my wife wearing a shirt saying, I like blondes too. Like how disrespectful is that <laughs> to your husband? Right. You know what you know the disrespectful thing that I, I was reminded of this and it was during it was during the primary uh when he was running initially for Senate. And it was before he had the stroke. I remember reading a piece, and I, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the of the writer. It was in Pennsylvania, who said, "You know, the the Fetterman thing gets really old. The whole I'm going to dress in my hoodie and and yeah. wear the basketball shorts, and then I'm going to cuss in public, and I'm going to act like, uh, you know, this whole thing is the working class shtick that he puts on." Yeah, and he says, "You know, the writer, his point was." Uh, He goes, my dad was an electrician for 40 years or whatever in Pennsylvania. And I'm sure among his buddies, you know, and maybe his boss and whatever, they would cuss like sailors and they could, you know, make rough jokes and all of that. But none of those guys would ever dream of talking like that in public. None of them. Because middle class, working class doesn't mean trashy. And this guy (laughs) is trashy. Yeah. And it's an act. Do
2: you know what else I saw on this real quick? There was a Democrat speaking out against the whole changing the dress code that we should reconsider, and that was Dick Durbin from Illinois. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was surprising. Mm. Yeah. Saying I think Chuck should reconsider Mm. talking about Schumer. It's really something. Oh. Okay, what's the Amazon story? I'm sorry, man. I know we got to
3: move on. Yeah. Uh, well, there. We, I think we mentioned this maybe back in May or early June. Uh, there's an update to this story. There's a guy named Brandon Jackson. He's a software engineer in Baltimore County, Maryland. And he he goes home one day and finds out that he's locked out of his Amazon account. Now, he's got the whole smart home thing going on. So oh. that means he can't get packages from Amazon. He can't operate... His lights using alexa he can't you know unlock the door using alexa i mean he can physically unlock those things but he cannot use the amazon service for it he also can't access a lot of documents that he had stored using amazon web services he was locked out of his account and this is why, why a lot
2: of people are scared to do that
3: yeah he oh, had, yeah he had no idea why and then he uh, finally gets in touch with somebody at amazon and they say it was for abusive behavior towards an Amazon delivery driver that he had said something racist to an what? Amazon delivery driver. And he goes, what are you talking about? And first and foremost, for the purposes of this story, it's important to point out that Brandon Jackson is black. <laughs> and yeah. so he's like, I don't, I don't understand what, what is going on here. And when an Amazon delivery driver had shown up at his door, no one was home. But his doorbell camera said something like, excuse me, can I help you, uh, is what it automatically said. And he thinks that the delivery driver misunderstood it or heard something different through the doorbell. But anyway, he had to prove his innocence in order to get control of his stuff back. Oh, they my get, get back goodness. Into his house. And the thing is, Amazon still has not apologized or said that they got something wrong, and they still have not really said you're totally in the clear in fact they've made him sign like documents to get his stuff back that says i will not exhibit abusive behavior you gotta be joking me this is insane here's the other crazy part man there's a guy on youtube named uh lewis rossman he broke the story initially you know what happened to him amazon busted him saying that he had abused the affiliate marketing program and placed restrictions on the YouTuber's business account. Oh, my goodness. You know, a bunch of people said years ago, I was paranoid about all this stuff, the smart home stuff. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Don't do it. (laughs) It is a bad idea. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
5: I may be old school, but I kind of like the key in the lock to open my place. Yeah.
2: Well, and all of your other stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Jeff Bezos decides he doesn't like you, yeah. <laughs> or someone's like, you know what? I think they're racist. Yeah, No. Nah, abusive. Can't do that. God wow, that's me. wild. Wow. Okay, is it true? Did Biden actually praise the wrong group during a speech oh, at the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Gala? <laughs> Straight ahead, the Markley Van Camp and Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, Biden was speaking at the Congressional Hispanic Caucus's annual gala. Uh huh. A little misspeak, maybe, at the Hispanic Caucus, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. Black. Just think of the word. What? What?
2: What do you say? You.
4: you Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values.
3: Go ahead, David. You have the floor. I think I know where you're going. That is because, so he calls it the Congressional Black Caucus when he's actually talking to Hispanics. He doesn't know the difference because anyone who's not white looks exactly the same to Joe Biden because he's an old racist. Boy, it comes up again and again, doesn't it? It
2: sure does. By the way, uh, do you want to hear the 35 seconds that led up to that? Oh, sure. Why not? That was the gist. It was like, dude, you would dress and praise the wrong
4: group there. But- Congratulations tonight awardees, including Sister Norma. What? Sister, I don't know where you are, but uh, bless me, Father, but I have not sinned so far tonight. I want you to know, look, what you're known as the Mother Teresa of Texas. And Sister, uh, I know Sister Norma lives the lessons the nuns taught me growing up. Lessons based on...
2: I don't know, man. You're both looking at me confused. I don't know. I don't have the translator. She. She yeah. taught him when she when he was. A, I think he was saying that his pop taught him growing up. His pop same, taught him. Yeah, same lessons. You know, that's lessons what he, based on the Gospel
4: yeah. of Matthew. Uh oh. Feed the hungry, care for the sick, welcome strangers. They echo what my dad taught me, and I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say, "Everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect."
2: Including the unborn. Was
4: that
5: Come right out, after Catholic he Joe? saw two guys kissing? And, I think so. Okay. So I want to make sure it was the same car trip. I wasn't sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Get to the Gospel of Matthew, Joe. Go to chapter seven, verse twenty one. Think about it for a while, buddy. Hey, we gotta switch uh, gears to well, the Friday five. Oh yeah. And this was actually suggested by a listener that said, you know, as far as celebration that the view has solved. Gun violence. Yeah, because David had this the other day. They had this singer songwriter that had this song that was going to mm. stop gun violence. Enough,
7: enough, enough, enough.
2: It just says enough over and over. Okay, we're the greatest songs of all time with enough in the title. With enough in the title. Yes. Whoa, okay. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to get in early the new number 1-888-485-MVCR songs with enough in the title to Friday five next
7: are you ready
1: Jamie Markley David Van Camp and Scott Robbins Did
2: we just become best friends yep.
1: making sense of it all oh I get it and having some fun lighten up Francis this is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins
2: show The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means the Friday Five, our big countdown, starts like this.
1: The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
2: Every Friday or Friday Five. And a countdown can incorporate news. But sometimes it's a break news. But today, well, David, you had the story the other day that the ladies on The View had solved gun violence.
3: Yeah, well, they brought on a couple of singer-songwriters who had written a song. It's going to get a lot of us who value the Second Amendment Mm -hmm. to rethink our evil ways. Okay. And the song is...
2: Every gangbanger in the country has heard it. Mm -hmm. And they just sit... Contemplatively looking out the window, thinking maybe it is enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not just going to waste someone tonight. Yeah.
5: I mean, the lip starts quivering. Yeah. yeah, they unload the gun. Then they bring it in, trade it in. Yeah, for a gift card
2: to Walmart. For, no, for a book. Yeah. No, there you go. <laughs> for a CD with that song. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. It was an absolute joke. But someone suggested to us, and they had emailed you, Scott. Yeah. Said, hey, why not a Friday Five with songs with enough in the title? Yeah. I now, that, that would be our honorary number one right there. Yes. Oh, yeah. But outside of that, you know how we rank it. How big a hit or how iconic is the song? Does it stand the test of time? And then how much do you personally like it? Put it all together. And it's a pretty good list. I would say, you know, it'd be, I don't know too predictable to say
3: Scott kind of goofed it up a little bit.
2: No, I did not. I don't think I did,
5: did I? David, I, I think I that would be an up?
3: accurate statement. There's a, what's that? Yeah, well, I there's think... there's one song in the top five that until yesterday, I don't think I knew.
5: Oh, I know which one it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: not a test of timer, but Scott had it there for personal love, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I think
3: Scott is misguided with a version of a song, but we'll get into yeah, that. we'll bring yeah. that debate here. Uh, let's talk to Mary. Hey, Mary.
6: Hi, guys. Happy Friday.
2: Happy Friday, Mary. Mary.
6: Hey, so it's been a great week. I'm looking forward to a great weekend. And I'm going to go with
4: Can't Get Enough by Bad Company.
2: Well, you are going to have a great weekend. Wow. Back to number one.
3: Was this the unanimous number one? This was a unanimous number one. Okay. Yes, indeed it was. Wow. I love having having that discussion about Bad
2: Company. That first
5: Bad Company album is so good.
2: No doubt. That's almost like a greatest hits in itself. Yeah, it's really, really good. But it is this band, all these songs that
3: are so good and memorable, and you made the comment, David, they're simple. Yeah, one of the reasons why this band pisses me off so much, as much as I like it, is as a failed musician myself. These these songs sound like anyone should be able to write and perform them. They're not complicated. They're pretty straightforward, but there is a certain amount of swagger that yeah. they pull off that makes those songs great and relatable.
5: Yes. You can almost smell Jack Daniels on Paul Rogers' breath when you put it on, can't you? Just that whiskey-soaked sort of vocal. I never quite know? think of yeah. it that way. I do all the time. It's like you smell like cigarette smoke and whiskey, and there's bad company. It's just, there they are. And you want to get
2: close enough
5: yeah. to smell it on his breath. Right, the swagger. Okay. Yeah. Because
2: yeah.
3: you right. can't
5: get enough of his love. I can't get enough of his Jack Daniels.
2: Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> okay. Why'd you make it weird, man? I'd try
5: not to make it weird, but I've I've, I've always explained my love for Bad Company that
3: way. Okay, I understand. Yeah. All right, who's next? Uh, Let's talk to Greg. Hey, Greg.
0: Gentlemen. Greg. So uh, Monica and I were thinking about if you guys could do us a huge favor and put some of those goats, like remix it into that song enough. If you put the goats with be enough, that'd be a perfect song. You know, uh,
3: fun fact here, Greg, uh, judging by the video that I saw, actually two goats are singing on that song.
0: <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. There you go.
3: That's awesome. We'll do our so, best there, Greg.
0: So this song, uh, I saw somebody last week, uh, at an MMA fight at the Roseland. He came out to this song and I couldn't understand why it's, uh, Ain't no mountain high enough by Margin, Marvin Marvin Gay. Wow, number four.
2: And voting on this yesterday, no I'm giving this a pretty high iconic score. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and test the time, I
7: set you free.
2: I told you Scott, you didn't vote for this. Me, no, but girl. I did vote for "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." Yes, and you voted for... Right. Diana Ross. Yes. And that song came out after the Marvin Gaye version. (laughs) That was a bigger hit than the Marvin Gaye version. (laughs) With Tammy Terrell. Yes, I'll give you that because the Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell version was number 19, and Diana Ross was number one.
3: Yeah. However, test of time... I don't know that I had ever heard the Diana Ross. I can't believe that. Yeah, the, I, the Marvin Gaye version has the better test of time on it. Like, not close. You know, I, yeah. I don't. And, okay. you,
5: and you said yesterday, you're wrong. Well, I think you're wrong, but I, 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 I'll go with it. I mean, I don't have anything to back me up. I don't have any research in front of me. Really? But I, that's, the, that's the one I remember the most. And that was the bigger hit. Is that because
3: you played it in Top 40 No, radio? I didn't
5: play it. No. Okay. God, no, it was like 68 or something. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: No, I wasn't quite there yet. Right. You God. had already moved to News Talk at that time. Right.
5: right. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was doing oldies.
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, I, I, I just, that's the one
2: I remember. You said oldies plays the Diana Ross, not the Marvin Gaye. I think that's true, but I don't know that for a fact. You're the only one on the show that listens to the oldies. I listen
5: to an oldie station occasionally. Okay. It's like the third thing on my preset. All right, I hear that. I hear the Diana Ross version more than the Marvin Gaye. I like okay. them both. Okay, I mean, I like, I love Marvin.
2: I'm a fan of Marvin Gaye's.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I am. You would have been higher on this, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. So we got number one. We got number four, and it's songs with enough in the title. Who's next, David? Let's talk to Joey. Hey, Joey. Happy Friday,
4: fellas. Joey. Hey, Joey. Always nice to talk to you guys.
2: Absolutely, man. Appreciate it.
4: So this week I'm going to go with a classic. I don't know if it's a test of time, but how about High Enough by the damn Yankees?
2: You know what, man? I'll tell you what. Um, we were talking about test of time yesterday. There's no doubt it was a big hit. Yeah, well, it was huge. Top 40, rock. Number and... three. Yeah. Can you take- I
3: deferred to the millennial on it, and you said about a five. Maybe about a five. You'll hear yeah. it occasionally.
2: Yeah. You hate the songs. I, I, I'm not a fan. I don't think it's a terrible
5: song. It's okay. It's just, it just was part of what was wrong with a lot of those songs around that
2: time. Yeah. Overproduced. And- yeah. But I do love the har- the harmonies. With Jack Blades and Tommy Shaw. Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's not terrible.
5: It's just those guys wrote the worst lyrics on the planet. <laughs> Never nonsensical stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I can
5: find far worse. Oh, I know you can. I'm just saying that, Not you know, that bad. Wow. That made Nuge a lot of money, too. It's the stage. She's coming up. Whatever, dude. Okay. Man, oh, man. And you, Okay.
2: We'll get to some of your picks here coming up. Okay. Again, it's songs with enough in the title for the Friday Five. Next up, David.
3: Uh, Let's talk to Lance. Hey, Lance.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Lance? Lance? Hey. Uh, We've got...
1: Big weekend coming up. It's just, we call it Steak Saturdays. So I I cook out with my family, and we go to uh, Smoky River Meats in Salina, Kansas, and pick up some steaks, and we grill them. But
2: what's happening with you guys? Well, Lance, nothing that good. I guarantee yeah, no you. No kidding. Okay. Well, hey, how about we go with the fabulous free birds,
1: Tough Enough? Yes. Number two. Tough
2: Kind of wild when this was a top 40 hit, yeah, because the fact that those Thunderbirds not known as a top 40 band, and that video was all over in oh, yeah.
5: play the daylights out of this thing,
2: yes, and that hung around for a long time yeah. on rock radio.
5: It was a big tester,
2: yes. I don't hear it anymore, but. I don't either, man. And honestly, it's really good to hear it again. It's been a long time, that's pretty cool. Okay, so we got one, two, three, four. What is number five on the strength of Scott Robbins' pick? Yeah. A song that Van Camp's like, I don't think I've ever heard it in my life.
0: Wow. Really?
2: Uh, you want to get in, the number one 485 mvcr It's songs with enough in the title, and we'll wrap it up next. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, we got a news update. Scott Robbins trifecta, but first we got to finish up the Friday Five. It's songs with enough in the title. Yep. Uh, There was some singer songwriter on the View. They were solving gun violence, and they debuted this song called Enough or something.
3: And yeah, yeah. I'm 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 making plans to surrender my firearms to the local sheriff's office today. Now after hearing, yeah. Uh,
2: And someone suggested, hey, how about songs with enough in the title? great suggestion so we got our number one that's can't get enough from bad company number two fabulous thunderbirds tough enough damn yankees high enough at number three marvin Gaye and tammy terrell ain't no mountain high enough at number four we're still looking for number five which made it there on the strength of robin's pick and again a song that
3: david said i don't even think i've ever heard it before yeah i i I didn't recognize it well maybe someone's gonna call in for it who's next could be uh let's talk to john hey john Good
2: afternoon, gentlemen. Greetings hey. from Deep Blue Connecticut.
3: Yeah, you bet, John. Man. Good to hear
5: from you. And man. happy, happy last day of summer. Yes, it oh, is. Yeah. Hello, gentlemen.
2: Greetings from Deep Blue Connecticut. And happy. La- oh shoot! The <laughs> stupid TikTok teleprompter skipped again.
5: <laughs> I was like, "What? Am I having a stroke? What's going on here? Is there some delay that's on? Yeah. What's going on?" I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's well. Hilarious. Tomorrow we're in Joe Biden's favorite season, right? Fall.
5: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, ouch. Good one.
0: I'm sorry. Okay, uh, now back to the countdown. Um, I doubt this
2: is uh, number five because probably, uh, Dave, you have heard of it, but I'm going to go with the, uh, in honor of the late, great, misunderstood Stephen Harwell, Can't Get Enough of You, Baby, from Smash Mouth.
7: Oh, yeah. I can't get, of you, I can't get of you, baby. I take
2: it over number five. Right
3: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Johnny. Hey, Johnny.
0: Happy Friday, brothers. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny.
2: Yeah, it's been you. a minute, man. Good to hear from you, dude. Yeah, you guys too. Hey, you know that enough song, i saved just my ringtone, and now I use it whenever I'm
1: at Olive Garden, and they're putting the Parmesan on my endless salad. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> <gonna
7: stop
1: it. laughs> Hey, you know what, I, I,
5: I got to, before we get back to the songs, I got to give you a direct quote there for President Biden. It really touched my heart, man, really made me think. Again, this is uh, right from his mouth, man. It goes okay. a little like this.
1: Dallakadula, Kabula, <laughs> bibbidi-babbidi-boo. <laughs> and it was great. It really makes, it really touches that. that,
7: that mm-hmm. the yeah, that is sweet. over here, man. Yeah.
1: Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> I do guess I'm going to go here with the uh, king of pedos. I mean the king of pop. Sorry. Uh, you know, uh, what's that <laughs> I lost the name of the song now. Michael Jackson. Um, don't stop till you get enough, guys.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. David, how long was Robbins playing this song yesterday? Yeah. Too long. <laughs> you started playing I it? forgot how repetitive this thing is. They're like six minutes long. Well, you had the,
5: the dance mix going.
2: No, that is... Dude, I pulled it up. That is that is on like the greatest hits. That wasn't the single version. That you played a top 40, okay? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Honorable Mitch. There you go. Did you have it in your five? Mm,
5: I don't think so, because I think I would have been mocked for it, so I kept it out. <laughs>
2: Oh man up! No,
5: I'm d- taking strong I'm takes. I don't, well, them. I don't throw out okay. Here. I mean, you All know, right. it wouldn't have made it anyway.
3: Got it. Okay, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mike. Hey, Mike.
5: Hey guys. Uh, hey Mike. Thanks for letting me
4: join. I've been listening to you for years, right here in Central Illinois. Oh, thanks, uh, bro. Appreciate it. Mind, but,
1: yeah, yeah, you bet. How about L.A. Guns? Never enough.
2: Central Illinois calling in for L.A. Guns. You're freaking right, L.A. Oh, yeah. Guns. Okay, I'll admit it. You guys never heard this song, have you? No. No, never heard. Fun song. A lot of fun. It's a marginal hit. Had it on my honorable mention. Good. Okay. Should we get to the number five?
3: Uh, I want to take one more. Okay, yeah, Terry. do it. Let's talk to Terry. Hey, Terry.
4: Hey, guys. This is Terry calling in, checking in from Brandon Falls, Delaware. Hey, Terry. Terry, thanks, thanks man. man. How are you guys doing? You know, Good. Brandon Falls, Delaware is yes. the home of Professor Biden.
2: <laughs> yes. Of who, by it the is. way, has not committed a sin yet today. <laughs> That's <laughs> what he gotcha. said. Jeez. Yeah, right. He has not yet committed a
1: sin
4: no.
5: today. Not yet. He's still sleeping. No.
2: <laughs> He's got a long way to go.
4: Yeah. All right. Hey, my song for
2: this week is uh, April Wine Enough is Enough. I love, love that it.
7: song. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs>
2: Uh, but not as much as number five. I guess we gotta get to it now, mm-hmm. don't we? Okay.
3: Number five.
7: Are you strong enough to be Cheryl Crow?
3: Did you hear this on an episode of Grey's Anatomy, Scott? I, I played this song as a current smart ass.
2: This is the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin show. <laughs> this is where we switched to biggest story of the day. <laughs> I'm sorry, you were making fun of the lyrics to High Enough from Damn Yankees, and I compared it to that song of, from Sheryl oh, Crow. Please, there's no comparison.
5: Are you joking me? We could do this. It makes sense. High Enough doesn't make any
2: sense. Okay, well, I'm not going to go deep into this. Freaking. You can't change the way I am. Are you strong enough to be my man? Well, I'm not saying it's oh, yes. poetry. Okay, it's not my answer How about though, are you Cheryl smart Crow. enough to leave? And judging from her past, there's been many that said yes. Let me take you higher. All right, news update: The Scott Robbins trifecta next. A lot of jokes. I'm Jamie Martin, the Gen Xer,
3: David Van Camp, he's the Millennial, and then the sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Man, okay, an update to a wild story that started off the week. That F thirty five that was missing for twenty four hours or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The the pilot had to eject for some sort of mechanical failure, and they didn't know where the plane went for a while. They don't have yeah, low jack I mean, on these It's amazing things. to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, well, now we have a snippet. From a 911 call that was initially placed by the guy whose backyard the pilot landed in. Yeah. So the pilot, of course, he bails out and he lands in a dude's backyard. The guy says, oh, my gosh, (laughs) a pilot just landed in my backyard, gets the guy in his home uh, Mm -hmm. to make sure he's okay. Then they call 911. And here's part of the 911 call. Roll it.
6: I guess we got a pilot at our house, and he says he got ejected. So well, he ejected from the plane. So yeah. we just see if we could get some um, ambulance, please. I'm sorry. What happened? Uh, we got a pilot in the house, and I guess he landed in my backyard. And we we're trying to see if we could get a um, ambulance to the house, please. I'm the pilot. We need to get uh, rescue rolling. I'm not sure where the airplane is. It would have crash-landed somewhere. I ejected. Okay. How far did he fall? I was at 2,000 feet. Okay. And what caused the fall? Uh, an aircraft failure. Okay. I feel okay. My back just hurts. Okay.
3: Yeah, it's, it's got to be frustrating at that point in time. Yeah, you're yeah. like, he ejected. Yeah, I ejected. I landed. Uh, we got to get somebody out there to find where my plane went. Well, if you're the
5: operator, in all fairness, she probably thinks she's getting punked or something. Yeah, Yeah, you don't know what's going on. You're like, what? I mean, a guy, a pilot, first of all, (laughs) the guy says, a pilot, it fell into my yard. (laughs) What?
6: (laughs) Then he comes on. Really? Okay. Has there been a report of an airplane crash? I have not seen any um, come up yet. Okay, what part of the body was injured? Ma'am, I'm a pilot in the military aircraft and I ejected. Um, so I just rode a parachute down to the ground. Can you please send an ambulance?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can hear that frustration, though. Yes. Just... <sighs> Ma'am, I literally just thought I was going to die five minutes ago. Yes.
2: My goodness. Can, can you have you just reports of an
5: aircraft coming down? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Holy hell. I mean, if I'm that guy, I look at my backyard, I see some pilot parachuting <laughs> into my backyard. I'm, I might be inclined to go back to bed <laughs> <In some laughs> at that
3: point. In some parts of South Carolina, he's just lucky he didn't get, you know, red dawned. <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
2: Like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, why do I have a guy parachuting into my backyard? Well, it is, man. And then you, once you see how he's dressed, you would know, okay, I'm, wow, this is for real. But you would be wondering, especially the pilot, what happened to the plane.
5: Yeah, but I'm looking around for cameras.
2: What do you mean? Oh, if you're the guy that <laughs> yeah, lives right. there, yeah. But I'm talking about if you're the guy that parachuted down. Oh well, yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, what happened? And you're avoided, afraid he avoided all the take power out lines and
5: everything. I mean, holy cow! I know, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting once he does all those. Gosh dang. Interviews. Yeah, yeah I guess if he's allowed to. Because you're not quite sure. I think the general public would like to know. Well, yeah, no doubt about it. Wow, and I'm thinking about that other guy the other day that was describing what, well, it wasn't what he saw, it was what what he heard. It it made the sound... (whistles) Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy was that screaming screaming great. Oh, that yeah. thing went
5: viral. Yeah, it's
2: everywhere. Yeah, he's a national treasure now. <laughs> All right, Robbins, are you ready for <laughs> your three? Yeah. All right, let's go. In case he's ready, let's roll it out. Here we go. One, are you ready?
0: One, two, buckle my
1: it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
2: Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. The trifecta,
5: helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Football Sunday. You going to be over? Coming over? Gotcha. No. it's just, I'm ready. Dang.
3: Never Three. It, anything. Number 3, Democrat yep. Senator Bob Menendez indicted on bribery allegations. This
5: story is so wild. According to the indictment, Senator Menendez, federal agents searched his home June of 2022, recovered more than $100,000 in gold bars, a luxury car, Benz that was outside. All these came from business associates. The indictment indicates photos of gold bars and others found in Menendez's home. It also says Menendez and his wife conducted internet searches for how much is a kilo of gold worth? (laughs) That's my favorite part. Well, they've been watching him for a while. They thought they had him in 2018. Federal agents found fingerprints of one of Menendez's associates on cash discovered when they searched his home. They found $480,000 all jammed into uh, envelopes. And hidden inside closets, a safe, inside his suits. And, and by the way, it says jackets embroidered with his name on them. God, stop it. Starting in 2018, Menendez began helping obtain a U.S. government license for a meat company that was in Egypt. He pressured officials at the Department of Agriculture to allow this meat company to maintain a monopoly on the export of meat to Egypt. They used the company to fund the bribes to be paid to Menendez, and uh, prosecutors allege his wife. Now, have you seen his wife? I have not. Well, one of our listeners has, and I think once you see a picture of her, maybe you'll understand. He thinks that perhaps some of the money went for augmentation. Oh, that's all I'll say about that one.
4: Okay, we're getting closer yeah. <laughs> and closer to number one. He's
2: got Robin Streifect, the top three of the day, number
3: two. Uh, number two, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin isn't a fan of Senator Cucumber getting to wear his hoodie and basketball shorts. <laughs> no, he's John not. John Fetterman. Yeah,
5: this is the second the second Democrat to step on this one. Uh, Joe Manchin has floated a proposal to reverse these changes. Chuck Schumer, of course, confirmed last week senators, uh, not their staff or reporters, by the way, would no longer be subject to dress requirements. It was to accommodate John Fetterman. The Democratic senator, who
3: David referred to as what, a cucumber? Uh, Senator Cucumber, yeah.
5: Yeah, Senator Q, who prefers to dress in an athletic short and and hoodies. The change prompted a lot of lawmakers to say, hey, listen, that can't have that, Manchin being one of them. So Manchin said, I'm going to reverse this dress code thing. This needs to stop. The proposal reportedly would uh, be set to, uh, would set the dress code to align with the rules that were there in place before. Schumer decided to take him down. Manchin said that's enough. He also claimed that there are other Democrats who will be voting just like him. I think the House of Cards is going to come down. I think that uh, Senator Cucumber is going to have a case of the SADS Mm -hmm. again because he's got to
2: wear clothes back to reading veggie tales
6: now on with the countdown
2: oh,
3: Larry <laughs> Scott Robbins
2: trifecta okay. top three of the day now number
3: uh, one. Oh man sorry uh number one uh, <laughs> no that's great a good Those... news story yeah uh, lost child found in the woods with a family dog this is a good story
5: two-year-old was found snuggled up in the woods after going missing in the upper peninsula of Michigan little girl walked away from her home with her two family dogs Wednesday evening uh, the toddler was found hours later asleep in the woods using the smaller dog as a pillow, and the other dog was laying next to her to keep her warm. So they sent out other dogs to try to find her, but they had some problems because the dogs were smelling animals, other animals too, yeah. while they were out there. So some guy on an ATV just was riding around out there found her with the wow. two dogs. Dogs never left her side, by the way, proving once again dogs are better than people. And better than cats. And there you have it. You know, I, for once, I have to say, you know what? You're right about that because there's no wow. way in hell my cats would have stood by me while that happened. There's no
2: way. No way. I think that's the first time I've ever heard I lo- you say Listen. anything close to negative about your little kitties.
5: I love my guys. I do. I love yeah. my cats. Um, they're, they're, they're great. They're great companions. But there's no way if I'm laying in the woods somewhere that those cats are going to hang with me. It ain't going to happen. I mean, they'll hang with you tonight when you're listening to Sheryl Crow ballads. Cheryl Crow ballads with, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Paint the picture. Yeah. with Well, cent- you added number
2: five earlier. Essential oils, dim lighting, you
5: know, the whole nine <laughs> yards, of course.
2: Okay. I've made none of that up. That's information that you've given us over time. I didn't make anything up about essential oils. You love them. No, I, well, about yeah,
5: them. I like essential oils. Yes. I, I use essential oils. Yes.
2: Okay. But, you know, fall starts tomorrow. Do you have any specific scents? You're going to be busting out over the weekend. You're you know what go I with did? Some pumpkin spice.
5: You're going to again. I shouldn't even be telling you this, but what? I did buy a multi pack of of coffee that is supposed to be autumn flavored sort of stuff with three different kinds. Who kidnapped my friend Scott? No, I mean, where I, I, did he I, go? I, I like the pumpkin spice, stuff. David. I like for it. years, um, do you
2: remember? I like my coffee
0: black.
5: Yeah, well, and that's
3: coffee. I, I just want Generally. my coffee flavored coffee. You said yes. that many times. Yes.
5: Generally, that's true. Now, but I thought this was a little bit of a bargain, and there was like 36 of them in the box for like 20 bucks, so I bought them. No, okay. yeah.
3: I mean, the downfall was when he started showing up to work in a loose-knit sweater. <laughs> Jeez. You,
5: it's, you say I don't get to see you guys for two days? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Whatever will I
2: do? Okay, that was good trifecta, by the way. Well done. Thanks. By the way, we had a request of the guy that described the F-35 jet crash because we heard the nine one one call, you know, like 10 minutes ago or whatever. Yep. The guy's name is Randolph White, if you haven't heard this before. And local news catches up with the guy, and he's describing, you know, basically what happened, and it goes like this.
0: Uh, at the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a, a screeching, saw that between a screech and a whistle. <laughs> I said,
6: what in the world is this? And I heard, boom, then my whole house yo. White says he didn't realize it was a plane <laughs> at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The I thought came to me, I said, well,
0: must put a meteorite coming out of space or something? <laughs> and I said, well, if it's an airplane, it needed to be reported. But the thing was flying just
6: too low. The F-35B <laughs> airplane wreckage created an extensive debris field. The wreckage is located off Old Georgetown Road.
2: There you go. Lucky this wasn't really worse.
6: Do you know
5: how lucky that is? Yes. That it didn't fly into a neighborhood or something? I mean, Uh, it's incredible.
2: Yes, no doubt about it. I mean, years later, they'll be talking about that and still trying to describe it. And it will never be better than that, guaranteed. All right, news update. Nimrods in the news coming up. The Mark Lee, Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp,
3: Scott Robbins, News Update, David Van Camp. I think this is funny. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, Ibram X. Kendi, uh, given name was uh, Henry Rogers, but but he wanted some credibility with uh, idiot white liberals with too much money and not enough common sense, so he went with Ibram X. Kendi. Uh, he has an anti-racism center at Boston University, <laughs> yes. and it, it got founded in 2020 during the Summer of Love. And, uh, well, it's it's not going so great because they've spent, like, between 30 and $43 million and haven't produced anything. There's uh, nothing to show for which, it. Which, in the real world, would get your ass fired. Yep. Could you imagine if we went through $43 million in three years? <laughs> yeah, it's a spirit Halloween shop now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but he put out a statement on this, by the way. Okay. You know leaders of color and women leaders are often oh. held to different standards and routinely have their authority undermined or questioned but i want to live in a world where all leaders of new organizations are given the time to make mistakes and learn and grow shut up i want to make live in a world mistakes like what happened to the money right what would you spend the money on dude because there's a lot of money spent and uh, nothing got done so just you got to
2: give us time to grow, but you're not saying how the money was spent. If we get more money, well, we can
3: grow better, right? It, it's it's an it's a uh, you said it was like a research facility, you know. I mean, we're not talking yes. about planting an oak tree, you know, where you got Well, it, it, we're not really even going to see anything for another decade. It's like no, no, no. You were supposed to be like publishing papers and coming up with solutions to what you see as this horribly irredeemable racist society of ours and you did nothing okay and just for clarification from my own mind
2: all that money they got donated okay mm-hmm. that is not the money we're talking about that this guy gets paid to go to universities and speak like 20 grand a oh, pop
3: yeah that's a different thing that's together. separate yeah that's totally separate <laughs> we're talking about what a scam! I guess, I guess they have oh, raised forty three million dollars and yeah. have spent thirty, or somewhere between forty three and thirty. Like, dude, well, it's like the BLM money, man.
2: Yeah, it's like, oh my houses, like every relative, has got some sort of job where you can't really explain what they do, but they get paid crazy well, no, cash.
3: Trace scholar still isn't in jail.
2: Oh no, you think about all the people that gave oh, tons of yeah. money for that.
3: It's imagine new new uh new general manager of a football team given 43 million dollars to improve the stadium <laughs> and you're still peeing in a trough when you go to the restroom.
2: Right. <laughs> but but in the end zone it says it takes all the, of us. Yeah, the GM's get fired. Right. That's going to do it. <laughs> What a joke. <laughs> All right, we got to get the Nimrods it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too
1: hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins show.
2: I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. This is a bad guy here. Okay, 37-year-old from California, Rob Mercer. Few months ago, said, "You know, I have stage four colon cancer. Um, I do have a dying wish. I'd love to play in the World Series of Poker in Vegas." Hmm. So people donated thousands on GoFundMe to make it happen. Okay, it cost ten grand to enter, but total donations were valued at more than thirty thousand dollars. Wow! Including things like a free suite at the Bellagio. Nice. Yeah. Uh, turns out the whole thing was a lie. Gosh dang it! He admitted, ah, "I doesn't really have colon cancer." He actually told a reporter he regrets lying, but he blamed it on being too embarrassed to reveal he actually has breast cancer. Well, hold on, people say, no, that's a lie too. He says, well, I don't have proof of it, but I suspect that I do. Oh man! Oh yeah! All right. And refusing to pay back the money because I really am sick. They don't know that he has it either, and it seems like a scam. So going to get it now, me. for sure. <laughs> because, like, the karma train? Yeah. GoFundMe uh, said, yeah, we're going to issue refunds to everyone who
3: donated. Yeah. Ibram X. Kendi just hired him.
2: <laughs> I bet <laughs> I guess, he did. Oh boy. Yeah, very good with the scam there. And that's Nimrod's in the news.